Today's New Testament lesson is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 39. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. 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 Welcome, friends, to week two of our sermon series, The Family Tree, where together we explore and discovered the genealogy of Jesus last week, starting back from Abraham and also including you in the 42. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will continue to explore the family tree as we discover the birth of Jesus foretold. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. God, thank you for an opportunity to allow me to proclaim your good news. Come, Holy Spirit, rise up within me, crucify my flesh. May the words that come out of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable to you, God. Everyone listening, whether it's on television or those that are here with us today, God, I pray that you would stir something up within us, God. Allow the Holy Spirit to arise our curiosity. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Speak, Lord, speak. We, your servants, are listening. It is in Jesus' name that I ask and I pray. Amen. When I was a little girl, the adults in my family, they used to whisper little things that wasn't quite pretty. They would say things like, oh, bless her heart. I hope she doesn't wind up like her mother. Mm-mm-mm. And Lord help her if she winds up like her daddy. Mm-mm-mm. And as I got older, I began to listen and they didn't realize that I could spell. So they would spell out ugly words like J-A-I-L. D-R-U-G-D-E-A-L-E-R, speaking about my mother and my father. Well, I'm 10, 11 years old. I can spell, so I know what they're saying. I said, you know what? It has to be better than this. So by the time I was 12 years old, I began to get this dream. And in this dream, I can only see a small part of me I know I'm standing on a stage or something, 
And in the dream, I can't hear what I'm saying. I can't hear the audience, and I can only see a small silhouette of me standing on a stage or something, and people are out there. I can see the amazement on their faces, the joy in their faces. I can see their hands lifted high, but yet there's no sound. Well, this dream occurred over and over and over throughout my childhood. So now I want y'all to understand, as a child, your imagination is a little different until you grow up and get older. So at that time when I was little and I'm having this dream over and over throughout my uh elementary years and my high school years and young adult years, I said, oh, I know what it is, God. I am going to be the next Oprah Winfrey. That's what I thought, church. I said, I could see it now. The next black girl with her own talk show. Yeah! Then I said, you know what? Well, now, God, maybe it's going to be something even more spectacular than that. So, you know, I thought I was a cute little teenager. So I said, I know what it is. I'm going to be the next Miss America. Yes, I am. And that's me standing up there. So I learned the wave. I learned how to walk and do the smile. And then I said, oh, wait a minute. I I know what it is. I'm receiving an award. Maybe I'm getting a Tony or an Emmy or a Grammy or an Oscar because I could act. And I could dance, and I can sing. So I was like, yes, either way, I'm prepared for greatness. With all of the darkness and the ugliness and the dysfunction going around me, I knew God had something spectacular for me. In our text today, we see the archangel Gabriel, and he's visiting Mary, But earlier in the text, he visits Zechariah. And it's something about when Gabriel shows up, he's always had some type of good news. So earlier in our text, he shows up to Zechariah and he says, Zechariah, you and Elizabeth who is barren in your old age, you will bear a son and he will be great. And this son that you're having will be so great that he will prepare the way for his cousin, the future Messiah. And of course, here's Gabriel appearing to Zechariah, and Zechariah, I'm sure, was afraid. And one thing you notice about the holy, like when Jesus shows up in Scripture or an angel shows up, the first thing they say is, do not be afraid. In our context today, Gabriel appears to Mary, and he says, Mary, do not be afraid. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was Mary and this angel, and all this was in front of me, and you said, do not be afraid, me with my sarcastic self sometimes, I would probably say, yeah, right, that's easy for you to say. You made it in. I ain't got that yet. Um, And he says to Mary, he says, do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God, and you will bear a son. Now, that sounds exciting when people say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Favor sounds great, but I need you to understand, church, that sometimes 
favor of God can cause you to lose the favor of the world. Sometimes the favor of God does not change your worldly status. Sometimes the favor of God is not grand in the beginning. It doesn't have the bells and the whistles and the glitter and the glow. Yet, the plan and purpose of favor of God is always amazing in the end. And if you stick around long enough, you will see in the upcoming weeks. Now here's Mary, this poor young girl. Yet Gabriel comes to Mary and God chooses Mary, this poor girl who's engaged to a man. And now this angel is saying, hey, guess what? You're going to give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus. Yes, church, God chose someone who's considered last, low, weak, and powerless. God chooses the opposite end of the spectrum. Mary, a young girl in a culture that showed reverence to men and older people. Mary, a poor girl in a culture that respected riches, grand, and wealth. Mary, a girl from a small town in a culture that loved the big city folks. <laughs> but yet, Mary found favor with God. And then Gabriel goes on to say, now Mary, now you having a child. Now, not just any child, all children are a blessing. Yes, they are. But this child you're going to have, this child is going to be great. Yeah, John the Baptist was going to be great, but no, this is greater. This child is going to be the son of the Most High. You see, this child will be the son of God. This child will be the eternal king. You remember the promise that God made to David? 2 Samuel 7 and 16 when he says, Your house and your kingdom shall be sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Yes, Mary, you're having a baby. And this baby that you're having is going to be salvation for the world. Yes, Mary, little old you with your young, poor, powerless, weak self. You are going to birth the baby, the savior of all the world. Yes, Mary, you, honey, your faith has found favor in God. Yes, Mary, sweet Mary, you, baby, is on you. And I love how Mary responds. She asked a question. How can this be since I'm a virgin? Mary's question is great. She has not been with a man. How, what? How am I going to get, I'm going to have a child? Yet I've never knew a man. What? Okay, I'm going to have a child. 
Okay, well, maybe he's saying that me and Joseph are going to have a child, and the child that we have later on after we, you know, seal the deal with this marriage, because right now we're just legally engaged. So once we get married, maybe we're going to have a baby. And then the angel goes on to tell her, oh, baby, nothing is impossible with God. Let me tell you what's going to happen to you, sister. He says, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. The divine manifestation of the Spirit of God will dwell and settle on you. There are times in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit overshadows. Remember in the creation story when it says, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and void and darkness covered the face of the deep. While a wind from God swept over, did you hear that? Swept over the faces of the water. In the Old Testament, when Moses puts up the tent, we're told in Scripture that the Shinnok of God would dwell there and the people would feel the divine presence of God. This is the experience that Mary had with the Holy Spirit. She was in the divine presence of the Holy Spirit and it overshadowed her. Church, now for me, that's just a bit much. Now I know nothing is impossible with God and I know you are an angel from God and I believe in God and I pray and I have faith, but this is just a little bit much. But church, I got a question for you. Has there ever been a time in your life when God has called you to something that you just didn't quite understand? Maybe God gave you a vision. Maybe God gave you, it put it in a dream. And you said to yourself, what? God, what is it that you're calling me to? How did you respond? Did you laugh like Sarah, Abraham's wife? Did you doubt like Zachariah? Or maybe, just maybe, you will respond like Mary and say yes! <laughs> now I want you to understand something. This yes that Mary said was a risk. Because sometimes God asks us to do things that are scary and frightening. When we say yes to God, it is not always pretty. Understand this, that when Mary said yes, she was taking a chance on people talking about her. How do you explain? I'm legally engaged to Joseph. We don't live together, yet I'm pregnant. To those who didn't believe, Mary looked like an adulterer. Mary would look like she stepped out on Joseph. Lord have mercy on her and got pregnant by someone else, which means that Jesus would have been considered an illegitimate child. When Mary said yes, she risked her character and her reputation. Also, the man she is engaged to marry, he could write her off with a divorce and she would be shamed for the rest 
of her life. Yet she said yes. What is God calling you to? Is God waiting on you? Is God waiting on you to say yes? What has God given you? The final time that I had the dream, I was in my early 30s. Now, each time I had the dream from 12 years old to maybe 32-ish, somewhere like that, for about 20 years, I had this dream over and over. And each time I had this dream, God would allow me to see a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. The final time that I had the dream, I was in my early 30s, and in the dream, I could see myself. I could see myself. I had on a suit, I had a mic or something on my face. I'm walking and I'm talking. And God allowed me to hear. So now I could hear myself in the dream and I'm proclaiming the gospel. I was preaching to people. I'm in my thirties, y'all. I'm preaching to people and I could hear the people. The people are lifting holy hands. The people are praising God. The people are shouting hallelujah. The people are caught up in the spirit. The people are shouting and crying. (laughs) Yes, I was just like Sarah. When I saw that dream, I cracked up. I was like, God, you have a sense of humor. Now, Lord, who is going to listen to a girl like me? A poor black girl from the hood, raised up in some bad conditions in a very highly dysfunctional family. God, how (laughs) are you going to use me to preach your word? And I believe that the Holy Spirit said to me, Toy, nothing is impossible with God. With God, anything is possible even you. Church, that began my journey. That began the second phase of my calling into ministry. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but the Holy Spirit is heavy on my heart and is telling me to tell you that God has planted something within you. God impregnated you with a dream, with a vision. God allowed you to see the big picture. God is ready to equip you with everything you need. But God is waiting on you to say yes. Yes is scary because you're not in control. You don't know what's gonna happen. 
But I can tell you this. Mary said yes. And because of her saying yes, she gave birth to our Lord and Savior that came so that we might live and live eternally with God. Jesus followed suit just like his mother. And he said yes all the way to Calvary so that he could die so that we may live. I asked you and I invite you to say yes. May it be so in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.